In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you know I like to watch old westerns because, well, really, there's so much on television that doesn't have anything redeeming to it. And at least westerns are basically morality plays with horses thrown in. So you always got some good guys and some bad guys, and, and the good guys oftentimes have to suffer and go through some bad things. But there is usually redemption at the end somehow. So I like those. I was watching one recently. It's a classic, High Noon, with, uh, uh, let's see, Grace Kelly and uh, Gary Cooper. Yeah, and Lloyd Bridges was the deputy. Okay. He, was, he ran away. <laughs> but anyway, in the story, Gary Cooper is getting married. He's quitting as sheriff. He's getting married. They have the ceremony with Grace Kelly. And right at the end of the ceremony, one of the people from town comes in and says, You better get out of town, sheriff. The Dawson boys are coming. Well, Gary Cooper isn't going to run away from this. Even though he's not technically the sheriff anymore, he's not going to run out and let the Dawsons hoorah the town. So he stays, even though his wife says she's leaving. They haven't even had a honeymoon yet, which is, you know, pretty big. So he stays, and he takes care of uh, the town, and it, it kind of works out with some degree of suffering. Anyway, that's the gospel lesson this morning. Jesus is talking to some of the Pharisees, and they, they didn't all hate him. Some of the Pharisees thought Jesus was all right, and they liked to listen to him and, and argue back and forth. So he was talking to them, and one of them says, You better get out of town! Herod is coming. He's, trying to, he's going to kill you. And Jesus, just as calm as could be, says, Well, you can tell that fox, Herod. And, and fox is probably not the best translation there because uh, fox is kind of noble and shrewd. Another word that you can translate is jackal. I like jackal for Herod better. It's more fitting with who he is, a scavenger. So tell that jackal, Herod, that I, you know, today and tomorrow, I'll be performing cures and, um, and casting out demons and the third day, and then I'll be ready to go. So today, tomorrow, and the next day. In other words, if you want me, you know where I am. I'm doing the stuff that I'm supposed to do. It's not going to dissuade me from that, Jesus is saying. And then there is Jesus' lament over Jerusalem. And in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jerusalem is very important. It starts there, it ends there. Luke mentions Jerusalem 90 times. The other three Gospels put together only add up to 50 times. So when Jerusalem isn't right, the world wobbles for the Gospel writer Luke. And he has this lament. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, stoning the prophets and killing those who are sent to it. How many times would I have gathered you in my arms as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not? This is one of the uh, real feminine images of God, by the way. We've got the, the Old Testament where God is compared to a, a woman with a suckling child, and now you've got Jesus as the mother hen. So those are kind of some interesting images. And you might think, that Jesus could have picked a little more ferocious animal uh, to compare himself to. I mean, he could have used the eagle of Exodus or the lion of Judah or the, even the stealthy leopard of Hosea. But no, he chooses a chicken. Uh, well, a hen, you know. Well, that's a chicken, you know, I mean, let's call it what it is. 
And uh, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence uh, in us to say, oh, Jesus, the great chicken. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, we may go, oh, wow, here we go with the Christianity stuff again where Jesus is meek and mild and we're supposed to be weak and chicken and all. No, 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 no. For all of those of you who didn't grow up on the farm, let me tell you this. We had banty hens running loose on the farm when I was a kid. They're just little, they're not even as big as leghorns and certainly not as big as white rocks or Rhode Island reds. They're just little chickens. And they ran loose and laid eggs in the straw and they have eight, 12 chicks. And they were pretty, pretty timid and they'd fly out of the way easily, except when they had chicks. And then they were formidable. The dog wouldn't mess with them. The cats wouldn't bother them. The hogs wouldn't even go after them. And after a couple of good floggings, I didn't mess with them either. They were fierce. And they would protect their young with everything they had. You could see them, they put their wings down like this. And those chicks would go underneath there for protection. They were fierce about those chicks. I read a story some time ago about firefighters who put out a forest fire. And then when they were walking through, looking, checking for hot spots, there was a prairie hen who was, uh, she had her wings down like this and she was all charred and dead. And so they tipped her over with their boot and out popped eight little chicks that were lively as could be. Eight little fuzzy chicks. That prairie hen could have flown out of that forest anytime she wanted to. She could have gone and left them and saved herself. But she did not. That is Jesus. That's what he's talking about. He could have left that crucifixion stuff anytime he wanted to. But he did not. He stayed for our sake. The other thing that caught my attention was that, that Jesus was lamenting over Jerusalem. He just, he wanted them, he wanted to protect them, and they just wouldn't, just wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't come. And that reminds me so much of over the years, uh, parents I've talked to and grandparents, you see this happen over and over again. I remember parents um, who talked to me about their beautiful, bright, talented daughter who got mixed up with some loser boyfriend. And then she was pregnant, and then he left. Or worse yet, he stayed. And they just, you know, we wanted to protect her. We tried to tell her. We tried to say, this guy's a loser. This is nothing's good going to come of this. And yet, they couldn't. It was just so frustrating. I remember uh, also uh, grandparents who were, uh, a gr the grandmother watching her beautiful granddaughter wearing shorts, and not wearing shorts, but rather long pants and long sleeves in the middle of July because she was covering up the angry red welts where she had been cutting on herself. How many times would she have gathered her in under her wings? She wanted to, but she would not. Or the father who watched his son go away to college and then get and join a fraternity and get involved with the party boys, and he watched him sink slower, slowly and more and more into alcoholism and drug addiction. And he wanted to gather him in and tell him and help him and protect him but he could not. Or the grandparents that I met in the ICU who had their grandson was laying in between life and death, suicide attempt, because they 
finally found out that he was being bullied mercilessly and had tried to kill himself. And if they had known, they, they, they would have done anything. They knew something was wrong, but they didn't know. If they, they wanted to gather him in, they wanted, they just, he just would not. That's what Jesus felt for Jerusalem. It would be fine if they were all snarling jackals like Herod, but they were mostly little yellow chicks who really needed some protection, just like us. If Jesus is the one who is going to protect, he's not going to do it with force. He's not going to do it with snapping jaws. He's going to do it with sacrifice. He's going to put himself in the spot. And if we are followers of Jesus, then if we have to go where he goes and do what he does. And sometimes we might even get what he got if we do that. But that is our calling too, to stand in the tragic gap between those who have and those who don't, those who are hurting and need help and those who can't get it. That is our task too. We, like Jesus, stand without fang, just with breath in our lungs and hope in our hearts that goodness can overcome evil, not evil overcoming evil. And so today, we have a baptism of a little child. And the good news is he's a child of God. And God wants to protect him. And God wants to hold him in his arms. The bad news is his parents and grandparents may have some moments where they want to take him under their wing later on and protect him. And we hope that unlike Jerusalem, he will go for that. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.